chinchilla nice nice yeah man couch chilla nice today couch chilla nice you just chilling on that couch chilling on the couch yeah sleepy boy are you <laughs> yeah how come oh man we got the we got a new puppy in my life man <sighs> yeah that's how i feel <laughs> for our listeners was that me or was that a button game strong that's button game strong yeah It'd be hard to tell the difference right because it's such a good button no doubt i love that one so you were up all night oh man i was up all night uh yeah we got a little puppy in our life new uh, puppy mini the bailey feel the bernadoodle yeah 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 her name's poppy poppy yeah and uh yeah so you were letting her out last night yeah no doubt stepped in uh yep stepped in some poo poo caca of hers and <laughs> named her after the old poppy plant <laughs> that's, that's what that's what i wanted to hear so yeah. uh yeah, so what, what happened what was the incident with the Pupukaki. Oh, the pupukaka. <laughs> oh man, so Papa Papalapagus, as I like to call her, she uh, she was starting to go poop, and so I picked her up and was taking her right out the back door. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure one of those little almond butter turds fell out of her dumper shooter. And man, as when I was walking back in the house, I just stepped right in it. So that was my night, man. <laughs> you look rested. <laughs> Oh man, uh, rested and then enjoying this story. Yeah. Oh man, this is good. So we got on tap today, man. Uh, well, today we're going to jump in with that social media. Ooh, yeah. Come on, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got a message to, uh, to pass along to you. So yeah. I was talking to Hello Graham too. And she said, so I heard you guys are going to do social media. She was a little nervous. Why do you think she felt nervous? Uh, she thinks that we're going to have a lot of evidence that it's not great for you. Oh, and uh, Hellogram too loves that social media. Oh, so it's threatening. Yeah. So she's, yeah, a uh, little, little nervous about us jumping into this series. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I'd be curious by the end of the series if she feels that same way or different. Yeah, I guess we'll find out, huh? Ooh. If she makes it to the end of the series. If she makes it to the end of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that makes sense. I mean, we're starting strong with the poo-poo caca story. <laughs> Papalapagus and the poo-poo caca. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could. I thought we could harken back to our old days of going yeah. into the definition of something. Oh, I love that. Did you pull out some urbans? Oh uh, yeah, I got some urban dictionary yeah, for on. you today. Okay. So, uh, social media, man, it could be such a broad scope. Like, even it's such a commonly used phrase, but uh, for me, I also think, what does it entail? What does it not entail? Where's the boundary for what is social media? What's not social media? Yeah. Yeah, so we got a couple of definitions here. Where, where do you want to start? You want to start with the Urban Dictionary or the MW? Ah, uh, let's yeah, let's finish with a, a, a something fun. Let's start with the MW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you thought the MW was the fun one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> so this is what Miriam Miriam Webster has to say about social media. It defines it as forms of electronic communica- communication, such as websites for social networking and microblogging through which users create online communities to share information, ideas, personal messages, and other content, such as videos. Let me try some. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, she got me on that one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, man. So that's Merriam-Webster's yeah. definition of social meets. Yeah. When it talks about creating to share I- information, ideas, personal messages, and other content, sounds mm-hmm. pretty good that way. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So why don't you hit us with the funny one? Finish with the Urban Dictionary. Sounds good, man. The UD? The UD. The Ugly Duckling. So Urban Dictionary says uh, social media, online networks where both adolescents and young adults go to express one of two statements. So we got two directions here, right? Okay. Yeah. First one, 
I'm complaining about my boring <laughs> life. And this is used as an alternative to actually making life interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah so uh -huh. I got that. Uh -huh. So if you're not going in that direction, you got another direction, right? Okay. Yeah. And this one is look how superior my boring <laughs> shitty life is to your boring <laughs> shitty life. Used to passively belittle the only, you know, 250 people in the individual knows. <laughs> okay. And then there's one, other, one last definition. Oh, a third one? Yeah. Oh, man. So this is also used by middle-aged adults, mostly to post pictures of cats. <laughs> Urban Dictionary doesn't disappoint. And you do just, they just speak it how it is, huh? What fits a social media platform? What doesn't? What are examples of social media platforms? Ah, oh, man. There's a whole host of ideas that come to my mind. I always think of, I guess first I think of Facebook. Facebook, Twitter. I think of Instagram. Yeah. Um, Snapchat. Uh, man, most recently, huh? TikTok? Yeah, man. If you, want, if you want information, TikTok, that's your source. Uh, information? <laughs> information. Whether that information is true or false? Should we define information? That might be a good idea. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if TikTok's the place for information. Oh, man. Uh, but TikTok is huge. It's huge with them kids, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Gen Z love them TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. So them chuggies aren't as much on them the chuggies, <laughs> the chuggies. No, the chuggies are posting the cats photos man, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, posting yeah. the cat photos on Facebook. Yeah. Well, them kids, and then uh, quotes about their coffee in the morning and how they're getting over their their wine from the night before. <laughs> yeah, that's where they're at. Yeah, and the the kids they're on the TikToks. They're on the TikToks, man. The yeah, they're they talking about real things, man. Talking about real things. <laughs> okay. Keep talking about real things. <laughs> I just said no. Uh, um, so then, what about something like uh, Snapchat, the Snappity Chat, mm -hmm. and the WhatsApp? Yep. What about those things? Does that fit under social media? Yeah, according to your definition earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah, Snippity Snap and uh, Wiggity WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Communication that can be exchanged yeah. back and forth. So I guess mm -hmm. all of those fit under social media. It's the passing of information communication mm -hmm. all right so we got the definition of social media mm -hmm. we got some platforms examples of social media prominent forms of social media or platforms that social media occurs on mm -hmm. when did this all begin like oh, where did social man. media come from how did we get here uh, could start at the beginning of the earth yeah uh -huh. we'll, we'll Big just pick bang. up in like the 90s yeah the 1990s <laughs> isn't that the beginning that's the beginning yeah right around that uh those early 90s man when hip-hop was good and grunge music was coming out regularly yeah it is interesting because that time parallels and obviously this is a big part of it but parallels globalization right yeah yeah globalization yeah of the internet so like yeah those things are running parallel for sure um so some of the first social media sites i've never heard of these but GeoCities was actually considered the first social media site, which took place in 1994. Is that where you like you could see other people, or see is that like early Google Earth, or what I have is no idea what GeoCities is? I think it was used within a company. <laughs> is this the <laughs> largely considered the first? Largely considered the first. Actually, yeah. So it was followed by Classmates.com, but 1997 um, was a, a platform called Six Degrees. And that was actually uh, largely considered the first social media site that we, as we kind of know it today. Ah, I it's, see, I see. People would register as users be, and develop profiles, have friends lists and affiliations. 97. 97, yeah. Wow, way back. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what, 25 years ago? Huh? Yeah, that was, uh, 97 is still like beeper era, right? Yeah, oh, for sure, man, yeah. So you'd hit that six degrees on the old uh, computer that had the big box <laughs> yeah dial up internet and the whole thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait for the dial up to get on, jump onto six degrees. Yeah. And so not a, I mean, a whole lot was developing, but things weren't coming out in a sense until 2003 is really kind of when, uh, MySpace and Facebook, which surprised uh, me, uh, were both founded within two months of each other. In two months, Facebook and MySpace, one yeah. of those. Yeah. Being a little bit, having a little more longevity yeah, to one, it. One kept its steam, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So just to kind of give a sense of what this looked like and how fast um, social media grew. So in 2003, you have MySpace and Facebook, mm-hmm. right? And then Facebook, Facebook was actually originally started as FaceMash, <laughs> which whoever decided, let's change this name, like, thank you on behalf of the planet. Uh, terrible name. So FaceMash. Potato. Face meta? Yeah. Me- meta FaceMash? Yeah. Now it's meta. Yeah. Face meta book mash metaverse mash. Golly, man. Yeah. So that all took place in 03 and then Facebook became Facebook in 04. 2004. 2004. Facebook gets, gets dialed. Yeah. And so things are coming out pretty rapidly at this point. So in 05, you have YouTube. Yeah. 06, you have Twitter. In 09, you have a WhatsApp. Instagram makes its appearance in October of 2010. Oof. Yeah. Snapchat in 2011. Uh, Tinder in 2012. And then Facebook acquired Instagram in 2012. Ah, there were some major changes around there, and yeah, then, that's a big one. Yeah, and then uh, TikTok in September 2016. Them ticketer talks, them tickety talk talks. Yeah, and yeah. So that that happened about five six years ago. So then the question on everyone's mind is, <clears throat> when did Doctor Chinchilla Nice Nice first enter social media? First jump on social media platform? Yeah, man. I was thinking. Like I was wondering what we were going through this. Like what was our mm-hmm. first experience with social media, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, it was, I, I, so I was, I had to look up some dates, but it was 04. So MySpace came out in 03, but I remember it was in 04. Wait, wait, wait. So to look up dates, did you go to your MySpace account? Can you uh, even get to it? I don't even know what I could get to it. That would be really fun to see yeah. if I could uncover, man. Um, <laughs> golly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it was 04. And I, I just remember a, a friend of mine that I was going to college with had asked me about this thing called MySpace. Like, yeah. Hey, have you ever heard of this? You should get a profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started being totally baffled. Like, what are you wow. talking about? Yeah. This is on the internet. Like, this is before phones and, you know, like uh, the iPhone and that sort of thing. Smartphones. Yeah. yeah, smartphones. And so, yeah, it made no sense to me whatsoever. So I remember her showing me her profile mm-hmm. and um, she was like pretty emoed out, you know? So like... As one did in 2004. As one did in the early 2000s, for sure. So I remember like she, she logged in and then an under oath song came out from one of their popular albums at the time. And so that was started playing. And then I remember it automatically. So you open her page. Yeah. Boom. Under oath. It plays this under oath song. It has her profile with like her quote or whatever. And then I I can't remember what it was called, but like a wall. Yeah. You had eight friends that you could put on your wall or something like Uh that. uh And then I saw their, their photos and, you know, being emo at the time. Right. Like. All, and it's just like one-eyed photos of eight different people with like black and white hair <laughs> with black and white hair yeah. brushed over one eye and so i remember that was my first experience with myspace i just being like what yeah. is this and i remember i signed up for myspace when i moved back from los angeles to flagstaff mm-hmm. and my reasoning was kind of like oh we could use this to stay in touch with people oh yeah. yeah to keep in touch with friends yeah well so check the show notes in the description we'll include a link to cody's myspace good god <laughs> let's compare and contrast social media to other maybe ways that the world advanced in terms of how it communicated 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing to know about social media is if you compare it to traditional media, there's a couple of big differences being that uh, on social media, the content is actually created by people that are also consuming. And so there's this really broad mm-hmm. and unregulated way that content's created. So there's a lot of freedom to it. The mm-hmm. content can be created. That also means that different than traditional media where there's um, fact checking or regulatory systems in place for copyright or things like that, um, there's not a lot of regulation to it. So there's a lot of freedom, but then not a lot of oversight, which, and the people that are creating it, it's a really broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. And the people that are consuming it is a really broad spectrum. Okay. Yeah. So you can, you can uh, consume information and also produce information with no very limited confines. Yeah. A lot of freedom. Yeah, a lot of freedom. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you, you mentioned this may compare to, or how it would compare historically to the printing press being created in terms of how broad of a scale it has an influence. Mm. I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned that to you. That sounds like an original thought of mine. <laughs> I mentioned that. This to thing you. reminds me of this thing. <laughs> mentioned that to you and then you did a really good job looking a lot of information <laughs> up about that oh man yeah well it does compare to the printing press in some ways yeah <laughs> uh, let's go back to one of my favorite years in the world uh 1440 uh yeah you got the you got the homie johannes gutenberg oh johan johan which would uh translate into good mountain i believe in german something ah. something to that effect or yeah. good hill something. gutenberg gutenberg yeah uh, so 1440, the printing, printing press gets uh, developed by Johannes Gutenberg. Yeah. And um, over the course of 60 years, it had basically grown uh, throughout Western Europe. Yeah. And um, it led to profound economic growth. And it led to the ability of people to be able to consume a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. past knowledge as they mm-hmm. were printing prior works and then also producing new knowledge as well. Yeah, to disseminate information, yeah. Yeah, and this is also when bookmaking became commercialized and the original, uh, some of the first uh, laws surrounding copyrights were developed. Yeah. So that was kind of a fascinating, interesting thing. So it's when they started to put regulatory bodies, even early in, but so over a six-year span, it comes becomes this pervasive thing where people can produce and consume yeah, it took information about, in Western Europe. Yeah, 60 years. Yeah. 60 years. Yeah. Until, yeah, it was really getting steam. Yeah. That's interesting. So then how does that compare... You, the dates you were thrown out there for like MySpace and mm. stuff, uh, that was 2003 MySpace and yeah. Face Mash. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so it's like roughly 20 years that that's been around. Yeah. Yeah. So on a comparative scale, how broad of an influence or how broadly is social media consumed? Yeah. So I think, you know, some stats that we were able to look up, right, is that when it comes to the number of Facebook accounts, that nearly half of the globe has a Facebook account. Um, so we're looking at 3.58 billion people. And that would be related to any one of their their companies, right? Like Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or whatever. So Facebook core companies like WhatsApp, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, any of those. Yeah. And so again, roughly half of the Earth's human population is has an account with one of those. Yeah one of those sites i do think also when you look at these statistics though what always goes through my mind is so, some people have multiple accounts right mm-hmm. so it's like the equivalent number of accounts similar to the n- number of half the global population yeah. 
but maybe not half the global population or close to half the global population that actually has an account. Yeah. So then that might lead us to look at daily active users. Yeah. So yeah. this would be like unique number of people using social media in a day. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that number approaches 2 billion. It's 1.84. 2 billion. Yeah. Yeah. It's bananas. It's like That's a quarter. Like, like a quarter of the earth. Yeah. yeah. Human population is bananas. Um, on average, people spend about 20 hours a month. Yeah. Uh, mostly in mobile platform. Using yeah. the phone and then mostly under the age of 35. When did, so then to give an idea of the scale of growth, um, in 2003, Face Mash came out. When did it hit the first billion? Um, and then right now it's several billion. Yeah. Yeah. You can really see that growth happening, right? So we we're saying 60 years for the printing press. Yeah, and yeah. then it was about nine years for the social media to reach 1 billion. So it was 2012. Billion. Nine years. And then it's been like, uh, 10 years since then it's more than doubled that yeah 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 and so um 2012 was that was also the same year that facebook acquired instagram it seemed like that was like an important year in some ways Mm -hmm. a lot of ways in the world of social media yeah so it's like this exponential growth that happens so if we compare it to another profoundly prolific um advance in communication the printing press Mm -hmm. it's like this thing that's by scale so much larger and global yeah and uh something that also is advancing so much faster mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so much more accessible yeah so for me that brings to mind like um those regulations that get put into place with the after the printing press like uh copyright mm. laws or regulatory bodies that overlook information or even fact checking being a part of it um it feels like social media that stuff's not present um and then you have events for us. You and I began to really think about the influence of social media on mental health last fall, more so than typical, yeah. because uh, the, there was the whistleblower, Francis Haugen. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big thing, huh? Yeah. I remember being really interested in uh, what was going on there for sure. Yeah. I think for people really in the tech world and that, it, it was even bigger, right? Like, yeah. uh, so when I, I would read or listen to information about this event, some people, it was almost like the world was ending or like, yeah. what was going to go on or this big shift. <laughs> and sure. yet when I looked around me in my day-to-day life, not nothing was different. Nothing had really changed. Yeah. 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 yeah so true. So Frances Haugen, just to give you a bit of an overview of her. So she was this computer engineer. She has an MBA. She had worked for a few large tech firms and came to Facebook in 2019 as part of what was called an integrity team. Those integrity teams later dissolved and were incorporated into other aspects of the company. From what I understand, they actually still have them and still occur, but under different titles than where Francis started in the company. Okay. So um, she had worked there in 2019 and then around September-ish of 2021, she had accumulated several documents of internal research that Facebook had done mm-hmm. or articles that had been written within Facebook or memos that had been posted that addressed some degree of awareness of its influence on others and its influence, particularly in the realms of mental health or well-being mm. for its consumers. Yeah. She collected those. And in September, she went um, and she filed complaints with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In addition to filing those complaints, she also turned those documents over to uh, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was not long ago. That's only four or five months ago from yeah. when we're recording this yeah. right now. Yeah, And it became a big topic. I remember it was like in the headlines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But a lot of the information, I think it was like the way news goes, even in traditional media where it's like things just keep moving forward and there's something new to report on. So for like a yeah. week or two weeks, man, mm -hmm. really in the headlines and then drifts away. Yeah. 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 Truly huh? has its moments like a flash in the pan. Yeah. Got to get that next hit. Yeah. And yeah. like all things for you and I, we're on top of it. So four months later, we're covering the story. Yes. In a marginally good fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Marginally in a less adequate. good than adequate. <laughs> yeah. Marginally adequate fashion. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. No, you and I actually talked about what influence does social media have on mental health? And it seems like there's a lot of mixed information and we should cover this. And then we thought, let's actually cover it a few months from now when things aren't in this flash pan. Yeah. And actually look at the information and mm -hmm. talk about it then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Keep it on the forefront in a way. Yeah. So yeah. can you remember some of the findings that Francis relayed to the wall street journal yeah i remember and for listeners like we can still find these podcasts right they're produced by the wall street journal and they put out a series i think it was four or five episodes something like that where they it ended up being like seven or eight it's oh, wow. called the okay. facebook files facebook yeah. files yeah so you can find that through the wall street journal mm -hmm. um and so yeah some of those main things that i remember she highlighted processes that were not good right probably mm -hmm. went against the i would think if they have a team that's named the integrity team yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. are probably things that deviate from that. In Not some way. so integrous. Yeah. Not so integrous. Yeah. Um, the first thing that that was highlighted was this process of what's referred to as whitelisting. And so, and the name itself. So that, I mean, <laughs> to a bad start when you name a program whitelist. whitelist. Yeah. Sorry about Facebook, guys. <laughs> yeah. Face um, mash. Face face mash. Yeah. Maybe maybe go back to face mash. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you like a face palm <laughs> face palm for the face mash face mash with your palm um yeah and so this process of white lifting essentially white listing essentially is where some users because of their influence and status on facebook um, would receive preferential treatment so they wouldn't be monitored or regulated in the same way mm -hmm. yeah so their content wouldn't be removed or questioned if they had x amount of followership yeah, so they refer to Neymar, right? He was caught up in something that yeah. did some on Facebook, and they didn't really regulate him because he was one of the great. He had mo yeah, most he had billions, yeah, yeah billions of followers. Yeah, yeah. So, what they would say essentially is that if we were to monitor or regulate this, that could affect our overall um, maybe subscription or consumption. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What else? Man, that second one, this one really relates to um, our work, yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of evidence of negative effects, particularly on teens and particularly in relationship uh, to teen girls and eating disorders. Mm -hmm. They had found just a major correlation there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so that has caused uh, a lot of pain and grief for people. Mm -hmm. So inconsistent policy that favored the people that had light, large followerships and then some negative mental health effects, effects that they themselves discovered. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the third one for me, this one's mind blowing, right? Like these are all not good. Um, the third one is that essentially that Facebook was aware that human trafficking was taking place mm -hmm. and that this would continue to occur um, without stated efforts even being followed through or stopping it in any sort of way. Yeah. So they would say, this is kind of what we're doing and allowing for this thing to keep, yeah, keep unfolding. Yeah. 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 yeah they would kind of say we're doing this and they weren't, um, in terms of like pulling posts down or being aware of, of and, yeah. and I think it's important also to define when they talk about human trafficking here, I actually think to a large, 
larger scale, they're referencing like uh, people that sign up to do like uh, cleaning or homework um, from yeah. one country going to another country, often going from a third world country mm-hmm. to a more developed country, but then being enslaved essentially, like having their visas taken away yeah. by whatever company they show up for and then being paid very little and treated very poorly. Yeah, just totally taken advantage of. Yeah, like yeah. enslaved, essentially. Yeah. 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 And so that continues to happen on a large scale. It continues, as far as I understand, to mm-hmm. this day. Yeah, yeah, that was how they painted the picture, for sure. What about the last major bullet point? Oh, man, this is, and this is the thing. This is a thing, for sure, is the, the algorithm by which the whole thing operates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the algorithm essentially determines what information you'll be exposed to. Yeah. And so there was a big shift in 2018 to algorithm that the that that Facebook documented. It's their documents, and then the Wall Street Journal reported on based on Francis Haugen's revelation to this. The shift in the algorithm wasn't um, secret; like that was known. They actually announced it. They said it was an effort to make sure more close and personal relationships came to the top of an individual's newsfeed mm-hmm. versus unsolicited um, ads or other information. Mm-hmm. But the algorithm actually favors any post that generates activity, such as reshares or likes. Right, and mm-hmm. so it turned out that more salacious content was the content that, w- that would go to the top of people's feeds. People became more and more polarized as they would yeah. consume the information, and it went along. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it would just hack that uh, the emotion for disgust in humans, and then that was the thing that we'd react to and in, engage with, and mm-hmm. that would be the thing that gets naturally promoted through it. Yeah, yeah. So the algorithm. <laughs> And that's still a thing, right? That's still a thing. You're yeah. a huge fan of the algorithm. Man, if there's one thing I love in this world, it's a good algorithm. <laughs> and I'm under just like, how from this algorithm can I engage it in such a way that I expose myself unintentionally to just terrible information? Yeah. Also, don't you get super pumped to post something on the Beyond Flag Instagram because, <laughs> you know, the algorithm is going to be so supportive? Yeah, I know. I know once we throw something out there, it's just going to be buried below everyone's feeds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. It is frustrating. And I do remember that shift. Like, I remember that it, when it went from like a um, chronological, yeah, yeah, you could you just see people who would post, and this right. happened one minute ago, thirty minutes ago, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it went to. I remember thinking like, why am I getting posts from four days ago? Yeah, like yeah, this makes no sense. And yeah, I remember also it was probably around that time really becoming like this dissatisfied with the product yeah. itself. Yeah, didn't work for you the way that you wanted it. Like yeah. you wanted to see what your friends were posting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the best way to do that is through a chronological feed, mm-hmm. um, essentially. Or I don't know. I'm not a tech expert, but I would think that the best way that we understand yeah. now is through that. So um, Facebook actually posted a bunch of response. They they responded literally to the Wall Street Journal series, mm. um, posting the same information that Francis did um, and going over kind of detail by detail about Hmm. um, how they felt misrepresented or what the programs were intended for. So in that first one, you talk about that whitelisting. They actually said that was a program to um, ensure it. They they called it like a double checking program or like a regulatory checking program where the certain uh, certain postings would be reviewed to see if they were matching what the policy said. And then coincidentally, posts that have really large followership they tend to not be held to the same standard somehow so yeah 
their answer here like actually is kind of confusing to me. Some of their other answers make a little bit of sense. This yeah. one, they said that it was just double checking to make sure the policy was enforced, but all the examples show the policy not being enforced two times instead of one and continuing. <laughs> yeah. 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 That that's one for me is, uh, my answer is, uh, huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that was their response. Now with the mental health and the teenage girls, the information specific also to, um, like body image issues and eating disordered behaviors. Um, they actually found a lot of evidence to show that Facebook or that, uh, social media, can uh, promote relationships and provide positive experiences. And there is evidence that shows that. So there's evidence that shows positive outcomes, particularly for adolescents Mm -hmm. in use of those products. Mm -hmm. So they would say, well, that information is there, but also there's all these benefits that come from it too that have been demonstrated. Or there are these results that actually don't show an effect, good or bad. And so Mm -hmm. they pointed to these study internal studies they had that either showed neutral or positive benefits particularly for teens okay in regard to mental health they're trying to say there's a both and kind of thing happening here yeah yeah or they actually say it like this they say that there's more positive than there is negative yeah i have the same response as i did to the uh double (laughs) check one okay we're just trying to be fair here. okay yeah (laughs) throw it out there so so um and then when they talk about the human trafficking they point to all their successes in shutting down some big operations. So this is similar to their previous statement. They point to, well, here's this case and this case and this case that shut down tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands um, of posts um, or uh, potential effect from it. And so they do actually have evidence showing they've done they've had a large effect on reducing human trafficking posts on their website but they also have evidence showing that the there it still occurs and some that should be caught in their regulatory policies sneak through they get there yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense yeah i think on that one my response is tell me more yeah here's here's their last response is um they point to when it comes to the algorithm they say well the intent was to make sure that people you most engage with or the posts that are most engaging that are close to you those would be the ones we wanted you to see rather than marketing ads um and i don't i don't know this comes down to a question of what was their intent is it to protect um the growth and consumption of their entity when they made the algorithm change it was following their worst year of growth they actually had a decline in users Mm -hmm. in 2017 and so some people say no you guys were creating that to try and propel the the platform yeah and by propel the success being defined as the number of users and uh, the amount of money that are brought in Mm -hmm. and they say no it was to do the personal feed i i i think i I don't know. I kind of trust them that they were trying to do right, mm-hmm. but they have evidence showing that the outcome of that did the opposite of what they were intending. At yeah. this point, three years in, they know yeah. based on their own internal research yeah. that the algorithm actually increases polarization mm-hmm. and misinformation. Yeah. And it continues. Yeah. But they say the intent wasn't that. Sure. So that's <laughs> say, uh-huh. You're very cynical. Uh, we're, we're doing that reverse role thing. <laughs> yeah, we're here. doing that reverse role thing. That is strange. I'm, we're going to need to, you and I are going to have to understand that. How does that work in this situation? 
Yeah. It's hard. It is hard for me. Right. Like my skeptical nature would come out there yeah. and say that, again, we live in this perpetual growth based system. Yeah. And if that happened after a year of degrowth, yeah. Like what were they trying to solve? Yeah. I don't know what to say to you because I think that's traditionally my viewpoint. (laughs) I, when I was consuming this, I am trying to objectively understand what influences social media have Mm -hmm. on, um, on mental health. And so this, like the information we've gone over today, it, we just touch up against the margins of Mm. social media within the paradigm of mental health. Um, and really what I came out with in terms of learning more about those um, Facebook files and the whistleblower, mm-hmm. Francis Haugen, is essentially this is a mammoth thing that grew incredibly fast and has been heavily unchecked. Yeah. And also it is not going away. Yeah. Yeah. And she even speaks to that, right? Like she doesn't want to see it go no. necessarily. Yeah. She speaks pretty favorably of Facebook. She yeah, believes that yeah. they do have the intent to do better and just wants to propel that and wants information to be made public. So yeah. the public can make joint decisions together for how can we better this thing? Yeah. 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 That seems fair. So, yeah, it seems fair. So then um, I think our intent in the next one is to go in, well, what does social science research say about the effect of this monolith that's just grown Mm. exponentially yeah and there are research findings some of them are conflicted or lead to a lot of gray like the finding that facebook has where users actually reported um, feeling better in their mood and well-being through the Mm. use of the platform largely also with adolescence that's Mm. true like they they do have those results whether the methodology is sound or not um, could be questionable because they collect it based on self-report. Mm-hmm. But they have evidence for that the same way there's evidence that it has a negative impact. Mm-hmm. So it really is like, well, do people use this to connect? Because that was what its stated mission was. Yeah. Or does it actually lead to being more disconnected to an individual self or to others? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'll be curious you? to see what that uh, second episode uncovers for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keeping people on the edge of their seats yeah. Ooh. wow you want the wow espirio mm. here we go <laughs> yeah i'm good with that <laughs> so <laughs> that one and then the womp womp those are like probably the beyond flag staple buttons yeah yeah there we go okay for sure so on the docket, let's dip into exactly what does social science research say about social media. Sounds good. And then after that, we'll have one more episode, yeah? Yeah, we're going to have one more episode because uh, it's pretty gray. And mm. it's actually, it may be a bit about how you qualitatively consume. So, mm. yeah. Okay. In- intention. Intention. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. A little cliffhanger for people, huh? Yeah. yeah. People are on the edge of their seat. I can Ooh, tell. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> Six weeks from meow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you take us out by shouting us out no doubt you can always find us on the interwebs www.beyondflag.com flag spelled flg and we are also on those social medias that we were talking about today you can find us on the ig that is beyond underscore flag and we are also on the twitter and i know we always say this but we literally only just have a profile and it's hanging out there in the twitterverse (laughs) We've, we've posted historically we've posted when was our last post 
And most important, I don't know, but most importantly, most importantly, look for the link to Cody's MySpace page. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Loveys. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Bishop. (laughs) Screwed up. (laughs) We have six edits. Now we got seven. (laughs) This just keeps getting better. (laughs) Sorry about me, guys.